0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, December 16th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Cal-OSHA approves COVID-19 rule. CARB approves climate plan. CPUC approves solar overhaul. And Bennett looks for Christmas miracle on ag labor. Now here's a programming note. Daybreak West will not publish the week of December 19th or the week of December 26th. We'll be back on Tuesday, January 3rd. Cal OSHA board approves new rules for COVID-19. After more than a year of continually extending its emergency temporary standard, Cal OSHA's governing board yesterday adopted a two-year non-emergency rule aimed at protecting workers from COVID-19. Six board members voted in favor of the proposal, with Management Representative Kate Crawford being the lone dissenter. The board ran out of time to revive exclusion pay for exposed workers, but it did retain contact tracing requirements for employers. Labor groups cheered the adoption as a victory. Mitch Steiger, a legislative advocate for the California Labor Federation, AFL-CIO, applauded the labor movement for its fantastic work and said the rule will prevent many illnesses. Yet employer groups have questioned the need for the rule. When the vaccines are prevalent, treatments have improved, and the governor is ending the state of emergency. CARB adopts update to climate blueprint. After a lengthy hearing packed full of testimony yesterday, the Air Resources Board adopted a new update to its climate scoping plan. The plan sets the framework for setting policies to reach carbon neutrality by 2045 and slash greenhouse gas emissions 85 percent. Board members still push for the agency to regulate emissions from pesticides after calls from environmental groups. Staff noted they are prioritizing a research project on pesticide emissions and said that a separate regulation would be more appropriate. Now remember, the California Farm Bureau raised alarms over the plan's goal of converting 20% of farmland to organic. The California Cattlemen's Association, meanwhile, was concerned over the plan promoting feed additives to reduce enteric emissions while also encouraging plant-based meat alternatives. And on that note, yet another agency held a lengthy regulatory hearing yesterday as well. The California Public Utilities Commission unanimously approved a plan to overhaul net metering regulations. It dropped a tax on home solar systems and significantly lowered the amount utilities pay homeowners for powering the grid. The contentious battle over solar subsidies drew concerns the plan could lead to higher utility rates and less payoff for farmers. We'll have more. AgriPulse Daybreak West. After this, when you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders. Tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.raboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Rabbo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Bennett's Hail Mary on Ag Labor Reform. Senator Michael Bennett, the Colorado Democrat, says it would take a Christmas miracle to get a bill passed at this point to reform the H-2A visa program and provide a path to legal status for domestic farm workers. In an interview for this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers, Bennett expressed frustration with the Senate Republicans for not negotiating a compromise version of the House-passed Farm Workforce Modernization Act. I need some Republican colleagues to step up and help get this done, he said. He said many Republicans continue to insist on addressing border security first. Bennett was joined at a Capitol Hill news conference yesterday by several farm groups, and that included the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives, where he announced his new FWMA companion legislation. The bill includes some changes that would provide lower H-2A rates than the House bill. Newsmakers will be available later today at AgriPulse.com. Now from California, Western Growers and the California Fresh Fruit Association applauded the bill alongside the International Fresh Produce Association. You can read our full report at AgriPulse.com. Vilsack threatens USMCA dispute over Mexico's GM corn decree. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is looking for a new proposal from Mexico to change its looming presidential decree on barring genetically modified corn. Vilsack told reporters yesterday the Biden administration is prepared to challenge the decree uh, through the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement in if. Mexico doesn't back down. Vilsack's comments came just ahead of a meeting today with Mexican Foreign Secretary Marcelo Ebard and other officials from that country. Vilsack said he hopes to see Mexico adhere to the rules of USMCA but the alternative is quote, a process in which we trigger the dispute resolution process of the USMCA. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Diesel fuel prices continue to fall. The price of diesel fuel dropped 21.3 cents in the past week, the largest such decline since 2008. The price now sits at 4.75 a gallon, though it remains 11.5 percent higher than the same week last year. That's according to the USDA's Grain Transportation Report. Now, take note: prices have dropped 25.6 cents to 4.65 a gallon in the Midwest. That's the lowest price in the grain-producing region since March 7. USDA opens application process for new REAP funding. The Department of Agriculture is awarding $285 million in guaranteed loans and grants under the Rural Energy for America program and launching a new round of REAP assistance using money from the Inflation Reduction Act. REAP funds, renewable energy, and energy efficiency for farms and rural businesses. More than 75% of the annual grant and loans provided by REAP in recent years has gone towards solar projects. The latest round of awards includes nearly $245 million in guaranteed loans and just over $40 million in grants. The grantees include Meadow Ridge Farms, it's a poultry operation in Pennsylvania. It's getting $98,500 to install a 187 kilowatt solar energy system. The project is expected to save the farm $17,000 in energy costs. The farm produces eggs for flu vaccine production. USDA is offering $300 million in REAP loans and grants in the next round. Some $250 million will be funded out for REAP. NASDA has plans for nearly a million dollars in ag promotional funds. USDA's emerging markets program funds ag promotion and research in countries showing good potential to be markets for U.S. farm goods. And the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture has big plans on how to use a $925,000 mark it has just awarded by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. NASDA says it will focus its efforts on Southeast Asia and Africa, two regions of the world generally regarded as the biggest areas for growth for U.S. ag exports. NASDA members understand how important it is to spread the message about the value and quality of U.S. products and the benefits of innovation around the world. That the word of NASDA CEO Ted McKinney. The first step in earning strong trading partners is establishing open communication and stewarding international relationships. Well, here's today's He Said It. Many people are just too far away from the producers in their states to understand what a crisis this is and the importance of doing this now. That's Senator Michael Bennett, the Colorado Democrat, on the difficulty of getting Senate colleagues to negotiate a deal on ag labor reforms. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, December 16th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.